welcome to Picks with the Professor. The show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. This is college basketball Wednesday, January 24th. Jake, uh, coming off uh, another two in one show day. The show picks have been doing great. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just killed it. I mean, Kentucky has their worst shooting night of the year, and we still and- come within striking distance. <laughs> long range missile maybe um but we talk about that all the time and that's the outro slides mentioned that as well right like the, there's, there's variants and you never know what's gonna happen and we aren't trying to predict one game because we have literally no idea what's gonna happen because who in the right mind would have predicted what was the stat that cousin jared threw out in the discord that kentucky missed seven straight layups like yeah. How, how, how does it even, I think the, the announcers talked about them going like, I don't know what it was like three for 11 in layups in the first half or three for 14, whatever. I don't know. It was something crazy where I'm like, how is this even possible? You know, I don't care where, I don't care if you're playing on the moon, you ought to be able to do better than that. Right. And, and, and especially yeah, with the athletes they have that can turn a layup to a dunk without thinking about it. So no excuse. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, th- we always talk about it. weird things are going to happen. That's why we preach, you know, never more than 5% of your bankroll on a single play, usually never more than, you know, three, four. You know, a lot of times, you know, talking two or three is is, is very confident. You know, you, even that a lot of times is high, you know. And Jake, you've talked about it. A lot of times you even go less than that. You're going half a percent or 1% or something, you know, even smaller because there's just a lot of variance. We never know what's going to happen. That Kentucky game is really weird, but we got the other two. Uh, the Iowa game played out kind of like we thought, and we, we snuck in with a winner. With Charlotte, we're recording late enough we can actually talk about this, which yeah. half the time we record early enough and we're still like, I don't know what's gonna <laughs> what's happening. So it was a good uh Tuesday for us. We'll move on into Wednesday, but again, you can sign up for dub clubbing at three months for the price of two that gets you through college basketball and gives you a taste of baseball. Folks, if you haven't seen this with baseball, um, you know, you want to be around for that. We do so well with it given and I kind of mentioned this yesterday, there's no point spread attached to it. The fact that how it operates off the money line, I think we just have a unique advantage um, with my skill set, uh, creating these models that, that we only see in baseball. And I think we'll see it in hockey when we get to the hockey model, which I'll be I'll be working on building as well. But it's just they operate a little bit different and, and it's worked so well. If you want to be around for baseball, just stick around for the next two months of college basketball. You get that third month free. You get to start off with baseball season and see how you like it and see if we can make you some money there. That QR code We'll get you to the link to get three months of the price of two, or you can use the promo code 24CDB3, also link in the show description. Uh, otherwise, though, Jake, let's get right to it. Maryland and Iowa. Uh, Maryland's defense kind of surprising me with that rating up there, just looking really strong. Offense, not so much, but we've talked about that earlier in the season that their offense can really disappear at times. Uh, Iowa at home. I believe for the first time since 1912 did not score 75 points or more at home uh, in their last game. That was against Purdue, uh, who is maybe the best team in the country. If not, they're for sure in the top five, unless if, there's no way you could argue they're not in the top five. Most people would say they're either the best or the second best at this point. I think I think they're in most people's power ratings top two. Um, and so whatever, we can kind of look the other way on that. Their offense is still good. They're still going to give up some points. But in the Big Ten, it's really hard to go against the home team. It's really hard to go against Iowa. Jake, we're going to lay the five. We're going to give this an A grade here. Um, 
you know, we talked yesterday about the difference in this exact number with the Charlotte game, right? Uh, uh, laying a number like five and, and just saying, I don't, I don't have all the answers. I like to be transparent and just say, I don't have all the answers. I wish I did. I wish I had more time to, to try to give you the answer. Unfortunately, things change. And so it's not even, a, it's, it's a constant evolution of a process to try to figure out laying a num, you know, a minus 190 or 200 on this. That's a little tough because Iowa can go cold shooting. I'd rather just lay the five and knowing Iowa, they might run away and win this game by 15 and, and, and they might not. Anything can happen, of course, but knowing how many points Iowa scores, I really like laying a number like five. And just like with Charlotte, there's two ways we can get there. They can run away or just like Charlotte did, they can kind of be, you know, up a little bit late hit some free throws on some fouls, win by six, right? So there's a couple different ways you can get there. Model says they win by an average of nine points. Again, not predicting one single game. Do not know, especially with Iowa, what will happen. But if you average all the possible universes together, we think that uh, this number is pretty low and should be higher, uh, especially given what we've seen with home court advantage in the Big Ten, Jake, tell us more. Yeah, I mean, home court says it all right here because Maryland doesn't bring an offense on the road. They've yet to break 70 on the road, and you're going to have to score more than 70 um, to beat Iowa. I mean, they put up 70 on Purdue, and Purdue's defense can absolutely be suffocating to teams that are not extremely proficient behind the arc uh, <clears throat> or without an extremely mobile big guy to get Edie moving around. Uh, Maryland. Man, they, their defense is very good, but you've got to score to win in this game, and their their offense needs the extra turnovers that their defense forces. Iowa is one of the top teams, top five teams, at not turning it over, um, even at the extremely high pace they play at. They, they just do not turn the ball over that often, uh, and I don't think Maryland's going to have enough opportunities to get – Jameer Young the ball enough to score to stay with Iowa because he's really the only consistent offense they have. Um, and I just <laughs> – if this game was in Maryland, totally different story. It's just at mm-hmm. – I think Iowa takes care of business here. And, and you see that in the home road splits, just in the terms of number of possessions per game in Iowa games, the home road splits are really extreme there. I mean, everything with Iowa is extreme on the home road split. And on the road, other teams are able to kind of get them more into their game. But but in uh, Iowa City, that's just not what happens. And I think it's interesting. This is a massive battle of paces. Of course, Iowa, one of the faster teams in the country, not the fastest, but very up there uh, with regards to they just want to get up and down the court and they tend to struggle to get back on defense and they let other teams get up and down the court a little bit too. Maryland, on the other hand, though, one of the slowest teams in the country. And so I think it's a real interesting game because, you know, if you're Maryland, you have to try to take advantage of Iowa being a little bit slow to get back on defense and that transition quick up and down game. And then you're falling into their trap, playing their game. And that's not what Maryland does. So I feel like Maryland on the road just in a tough spot. And again, you never know what's going to happen. Iowa can go cold. You know, Maryland could just get hot. And and that's going to be really the way that, I, that Maryland wins this game, I think, is if they just get hot from three, that's the yeah. great equalizer. And we see it sometimes in college sports where, you know, a, a team home or road will go, you know, two for 20 from three and one team will go, you know, six for 11. And it's like, I mean, that, that changes things, right? So, so that can happen, of course. But Otherwise, you know, if, if you're Maryland on the road, you're in a tough spot here because you're, you're you're either playing their game or you're not taking advantage of Iowa's weakness. And as I mentioned, that is the difference between, as you mentioned too, this game being at Maryland versus this game being at Iowa. At Maryland, we see Iowa struggles to get up and down quite as much. They, the home team is typically able to control the game a little bit more. 
And that's where Maryland can kind of slow things down and maybe put a clamp on this, and there's a much better chance of winning. But in Iowa City, we're like Iowa here, minus five. I think this number's too short. I think the books maybe haven't quite caught up to just how much this home court matters, uh, especially in Big Ten Conference games. It's always been a little bit higher, ticked up just a little bit this year. Probably not too, too much. Maybe not quite as much as it seems, but it's definitely ticking up. And so we're going to take Hawkeyes, minus five, eight, great pick. 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Auburn and Alabama, two pretty solid teams here in state rivalry. I mean, I, I don't know uh, what else there is to say other than the fact that I clearly typoed on the graphic there. And that should be 36% for Auburn because there is not a 110% chance of one of these two teams winnings, but that's what happens uh, with the slides. Oh, you don't know that. So, I mean, it, it could, right? It, you know, according to the good place, anything could be up to uh, what I believe 104% awesome or something. That's how we got Beyonce. So um, uh, two good teams, Alabama you know, better offense, questionable defense, Auburn, you know, a little bit more well-rounded. Um, home court, kind of a big thing here. We're going to take Alabama minus 150. Just ekes into the B-grade territory. Uh, Jake, they went 64% of the time. Break-even point for minus 150, 60%. So small edge here, but worth playing. Why do you like Alabama at home in this one? I like Auburn. Auburn is a very good team. They haven't shown it to me on the road yet. Mm-hmm. Away from home, they have just they've got two wins, which is at Arkansas. They destroyed them, but so props over destroying them, but it's not impressive. At Vandy, not impressive either. Um they, they lost to Appalachia State on the road and were beat by Baylor first game of the year at a neutral site. That they, they just and then they beat Notre Dame and St. Bonaventure at neutral sites. It's not that they, they just don't haven't shown to me anything on the road. Alabama is gonna be hot. Coming in, it's a rival rivalry game. Uh, I mean, after that performance at Tennessee, I'm sure mm-hmm. they're itching to get back out there and play their game and not let a game get dictated to them. Uh, I think Alabama does this at home. Their uh, their offense is too good. Their defense is catching up. I don't think Auburn is going to be as good as their numbers say they are right now on the road. Um, this is the first real first true test in conference play on the road because um, I don't count the first two. but So I just think that home court plus the way Alabama plays uh, makes a lot of difference here. I think Auburn's going to get stuck playing um, Alabama's game, and that's going to really lead to Al- like Alabama flexing their offense on them. And, and I think, you know, viewer, if you were to say – you know, Alabama is 12 and six. How in the world are they a top 10 team? You know, at, at this point, I think once you get past it, it really the top four, I think, in, in, at right now in college basketball, it starts getting questionable. Um, beyond that, I don't really know where to put anybody. I, I feel pretty good about the top four. Beyond that, I don't know. Um, I think when you look at Alabama's schedule, you know, there are some kinks in the armor. They've played a really tough schedule. Now, the counter and some people, and I, I completely understand if you're going to say this, you're going to say, they got to win some games. Auburn's a tough game. They haven't won tough games. How are you, you know, and, and I, I would say, you know, absolutely. I completely agree with that. They've played a tough schedule. They've lost, you know, they lost to Arizona, who's one of those top four teams. They lost to Purdue, who's one of those top four teams. Uh, they lost at Tennessee, who's in that next tier, right, of, you know, top 10, whatever, top 15. I mean, for sure, another very good team on the road. Uh, they lost at Creighton, who Creighton has been a little up and down, but Creighton can be a top 10 team as well if they're putting it together. They've got the talent there. They they, they lost a home to Clemson, who's not a bad team. Ohio State, you know, that's not a great loss. But, I mean, they they, they beat Oregon. Uh, they've just, they, they, they thumped Indiana State, who's a pretty good 
mid-major. They've played a lot. Destroyed South Carolina at home. Who just Destroyed South Carolina. Kentucky. Yeah, that's and that's looking you know impressive. But maybe, maybe let's not focus on Alabama because I totally get they played a tough schedule. They've lost probably more of their tough games than they've won. But when when you look at Auburn, that schedule is really soft. I mean, they they played Baylor at a neutral site game to start off the season, and they lost it. They played Notre Dame in a neutral site game, and I don't know when that was scheduled. Maybe there was a time when that was scheduled when that was going to be a good game, but it wasn't because this Notre Dame team isn't that good. So that doesn't do much for you. I mean, it's you know Alabama A and M, and and they lost at Appalachian State. I mean, I, I mean that's Indiana's not that good this year, and they've also had some injury issues. They beat USC. USC is not that good this year. And again, maybe I'm not blaming them for not playing anybody. Like, there's a chance when they put the schedule together, they thought it was going to be tougher than it is. It's just when you're trying to judge where they are, you know, it's it's Alabama State, it's Chattanooga, it's Penn. It's like it's not that good. Like the Arkansas, you know, they haven't gotten to the meat of the conference schedule. They put AM early on when they were still dealing with some injuries. They played LSU. It, it, it's just. I'm not saying Auburn can't win this game. It's that anything you say about Alabama, they haven't been impressive in these tough games. I'm like, well, Auburn hasn't even played in the tough games yet. And and that, like you said, that's a little bit of a concern. That loss at App State, that's a concern. Um, you know, just not a lot of good wins there. And that's kind of why we had the model help us calibrate all this. And the model says Auburn is a good team, that it's not. Like you said, I like Auburn too. But they're going to be a little bit outmatched on the road here. Flip this game at Auburn, they should be favored. Yeah. At Alabama, we're going to take the favorite here, minus 150, just ekes in to a B grade. And then a late night game. Jake, I haven't looked yet. Hopefully this is on ESPN because this one should be a fun one. Uh, for those of us up late, Utah at Washington State. It's probably on the Pac-12 network because yeah. Yeah. you know we can't have nice things. Um, Utah, you know, very solid. We've talked a lot about Utah. We've liked them. They're kind of closing and hovering in at this point where we're kind of rating them. And a lot of the power ratings have them kind of in this mid twenties, you know, good, not great. Um, for the PAC 12, that's pretty solid because this is definitely a down year again for the PAC 12. Unfortunately, the PAC 12 basketball doesn't look to be going out in a blaze of glory, like football, the football PAC 12 went out just with a beauty. I mean, it was, uh, really makes you sad to lose the Pac-12 football after we saw basketball. Eh, you know, confident champions and all, of course. We, we joke, hasn't been the, the case for 20 years now. Uh, 30 years, I don't even know uh, how long it's been. Washington State's not bad, and these Pac-12 road trips can be tough. We're giving Washington State a pretty good little home court edge. We took home teams the first two times. Home teams don't win 100% of their games, though. We're going to go Utah minus 114. Another one that just ekes into the A, into the B grade. Uh, but we think this is worthy of a play here on your Wednesday night. Jake, tell us why. Like, I mean, it's simple. U Utah absolutely destroyed Washington State at, in, at Utah, right? 80 to 58. It, it was borderline 30-point game the, the whole time. Uh, don't think home court's going to make 20, 20 points difference either way. I mean, I know home court is worth a lot this year. It seems like more than more than ever, but I don't I don't get, think it's twenty points, and it's not like Utah shot outstanding or anything. They shot their normal percentages in that game, um, maybe maybe a bit better at three. I think they shot close to forty percent that game, and they're around thirty five. But it's not like they were uh, just outstanding or anything like 
blow your mind 60% like Nebraska when they played Purdue. I just think this Utah team is a nightmare matchup for Washington State and everything they want to do. Um, defensively, they want to force you to shoot three ball, the three ball. Uh, Utah likes shooting the three ball. They don't force a lot of turnovers, and that's going to hurt you because Utah really takes advantage on the offense. They have a very good offense. They work the ball around. They find good shots. The only part that makes me nervous about this is Utah's free throw percentage is in 66-ish percent somewhere there. That's not comfortable. That doesn't make me feel too comfortable when they're going on the road. But I think the matchups work out for Washington, for Utah to absolutely handle Washington State, similar to the first game. But I don't know that it's going to be near a 30-point game, but it'll probably 10-15, 5-10-15, something like that feels right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Utah here, this is what we, we would talk about. You can lay the points, take the money down, but in reality, it's so close to the same thing. You, you know, it's it, it, it's not really much of a contest, but uh, with regards to what you have to choose, because it's it's really choosing the same thing. In fact, depending on the book you have, you may only have one option, not the other. Uh, but as long as it stays in this ballpark, we think it's worth a play. We wouldn't want to lay too much, and or if you do understand, like you said, it could be a Utah runs away with it thing, but just understand that we've lost a little bit of the value, and that's where we talk about the model having value. Sometimes it's not necessarily telling us everything too play it's just kind of telling us understanding where we've lost where it says we've lost value and if you disagree with that then that's obviously fine just understand why you think it's different from that right and so in this case if, if you say you, you know you think utah is going to win by more than the projection that the model thinks well as long as you're sitting there saying well the, the model's seeing this and i'm seeing this that's absolutely fine we can all disagree and and whatnot what, what we can't disagree on are the fundamentals of you know uh every side has a number that it should be played at, right? Those are the fundamentals we all have to agree on, but where that number is can be different for all of us. Jake, you like Utah a little bit more than the model does. And so that's kind of what we're here to kind of say is uh, uh, the model's kind of given us a starting direction. It kind of says, hey, maybe you look at Utah. And uh, you looked at Utah and said, yeah, I like it. <laughs> so we're going to play Utah at minus 114. And I finally did it. I get a little bit of a different, check it out here. This is what you get on Dub Club. I, I, I have the cheat sheet, but the cheat sheet is, is, is a lot of words. This is what you get as a, in chart form, except you get all the games listed. Uh, I, I put it, you know, you, you could pause the video and zoom in, especially for your phone, you know, you know, you know zoom in. Um, on, on the top there, you can kind of see the chart form of everything you get. It shows you um, what the pick is. It's color coded by grade, how much we're risking on it, if we're playing as an official pick or not. And then I zoomed in there on the bottom one just to show you, uh, you know, what the model says the threshold is. Right now, the model says the threshold for a B grade is this minus 114. So it actually just eats it. If you get to plus 111, it's an A grade. But again, Jake, you think the A grade might be a little bit lower that you like it more. Again, that's fine. Projects an average of about 148 points there, which is why we would have a C grade to the over as of now. Not really something we would be in love with. Uh, you can see the pace, offensive, defensive ratings. The team uh, ratings there will get Utah number 22, Washington number 67. So, again, all the information that you get each and every day on Dub Club for every single game, and you get that in chart form with just all the games listed, sign up today. Link in the description to get three months for the price of two. And then that's all we've got here. We are going to have an extended cut today for our friends over on Dub Club, where we'll talk about the plays of the day and a couple of other games that have caught our attention. But Jake, before we get to the interlude and come back to talk more college hoops, you have any parting words for the people? Yeah, I'm just very angry at Minnesota for not finishing that comeback. Get the technical foul there at the end to 
give us two free throws to take the lead, miss both those, get the rebound, get fouled, go one of two, and then that just sent everything spiraling and then not even get a shot off towards the end. That, and then and then you get the miracle. He hits the first free throw, gets the rebound on the missed free throw, almost puts it in, and two guys on the same team can't decide who has the ball, and they miss the shot to tie it. it- Felt like there were 19 ways we could have won that game at like plus. What did we get? Plus 190 or something? Plus 180? Yeah, something, yeah, something, something up there. And uh, I felt like there were like 19 different ways we could have won that game. And and that's the, them's the breaks. Uh, thankfully, uh, thankfully, we got Charlie at least to kind of balance yeah. out. That's what we talked about. Hopefully, we can get some to balance it out. We had that stretch where it just felt like there was nothing balancing. But, you know, if, if we can balance that, at least it's good. And, and that's how it goes in the long run. Uh, the short run can be frustrating. It's why, again, we remind everyone the variance in college basketball don't put too much of your money, of your bankroll on any of these games because the roller coaster ride of college basketball is just wild. We get a little more aggressive at baseball because we do so much consistently better with baseball. So again, you want to stick around for that if you haven't already. Many of you are like, yeah, you're looking forward to baseball. I'm looking forward to getting it, getting it going. Otherwise, though, a uh, little outro music, little principles, little ideas that we follow around here. And if you're with us on Dub Club, stick around. You'll have the exclusive link and you'll be able to watch the rest of the show. Otherwise, we'll see you later on.